Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, December 1st, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is Imran the Don Khan. Hello, Blessing. Hello, everybody. Imran, happy December 1st. Happy December. Donk-sember? Donk-sember. Yeah. Disdonker first. Disdonker sounds like an arcade game. What kind of game would it be? What genre? Uh, hmm. It almost this kind of sounds I, like, like a, I'm, uh, I'm literally thinking Dishonored, but with Donkey Kong. See, I was going, what's the what's the game, like the old game that's like it's disc throwing and you guys are trying to like like get the disc on the other person's goal? Windjammer. Windjammers. That's kind of that's kind of what, what came to mind for me. A windjammers okay, yeah. type game. Windjammers, but everyone is a Donkey Kong 64 character. I'm down with it. Yeah, okay, let's cool. Let's let's print. Hit print. Imran, how are you doing? I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm vibing. I'm vibing. still feeling out. I talked about this a little bit yesterday. I'm still feeling out the beard situation because, like, I don't, I don't know. Even with, the, with how the lighting is now, I don't even know if you can even see it, really. I can kind of see it. You're right. <laughs> I was about to say something real bad. It does grow in a little patchy. It but does. Like, yeah. That's why I think with time, it'll probably, like, you know, fill out a little bit. It just I, depends how hard you want to commit to it. I think it's looking great. Like I, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Bless, bless. Hmm. I told Tim when his head looks stupid. You know what I mean? I told Nick when yeah, his stupid. Tim, no, 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 no. Listen, listen to me. You listen. have that relationship with him. No, 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 no. I told Nick when his what is the the what did he have? He had the fucking the back of his hair was long. What's it called? The mullet. 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 I told him that looked ridiculous. I told him it made me sick. I told Greg <laughs> when his mustache looked great because it looked great. His mustache did look good, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. This is like, once this comes in fully, like, you're going to look damn cool. Damn cool. We'll see, man. We'll see. I'm not feeling confident about it, but again, I can't shave for another about a week. And so we'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling by next Monday. If I come through cleanly shaved, then you know what my choice was. Uh, (laughs) But enough about that. Let's talk about huge spending for VR, a couple of big console updates, and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash games, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at the patreon.com slash kind of funny games with bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you today galactus comes to Fortnite, uh, and greg Woo! barrett and kevin and joey will be taking him on uh come watch the end of the season event at 12 45 p.m pacific time on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you excited about that kevin yep real stoked i'm gonna see what we're gonna do um, you got any you got any strategies you're gonna employ for Galactus? I don't know, man. I'm like three uh, levels away from getting uh, what's his face uh, Stark, Tony Stark, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, I, nice. whatever gets me the most XP. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna go for the Nads if that's what's gonna bring me the most. Oh, you're gonna go for Galactus's Nads? You gotta imagine the they're the most co- sensitive. <laughs> I bought the Venom costume. I do not regret it. Everyone should buy the Venom costume because it's cool. It's really. Cool. Hey, are you gonna are you gonna be online for the Galactus event? Uh, pro maybe that's only today, right? Like it's not a thing you can yeah. do tomorrow. Hmm. Then I will probably like log in and play a little bit and see. I think I'm gonna do it because I've not shown up for any of the other big season-ending events. Like I've missed every single exciting thing that's happened in Fortnite, and so I feel like 
I should at least tune in for this one because we've been playing somewhat consistently for like the last week and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Galactus sounds cool, right? You, I'm very curious to see what the next season is. Are you going to be on the call with us? Will I be? Would I be distracting though? I don't want to like. Impose, I don't think so. You know, I don't there's think a so. certain there's a certain list of names here, and my name's not on that list. Well, you know, I mean, and like, what does that mean? I think you're very new. You know what I mean? <laughs> what does that mean? I'm not, I've been here for a year. I don't know if I'm new anymore. A year? I mean, Has it really been? Like, it yeah, has yeah, been three months. Jesus Christ! That can't be right. It's been too long, and I've spent like seventy five percent of it at this point at home, which has been fun. It's been yeah, great. I it was, it was my awesome. year was a couple of months ago. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Whoa. Yeah. What a great year it's been on the run. <laughs> it has. Um I'm very excited about that Fortnite thing. Uh Imran, have you been playing Fortnite consistently? Uh, a little like... bit this season. Like I've not been playing as much because I usually play with my girlfriend and she she doesn't like the Marvel stuff as much as I do. So like okay. we've not been playing that much. I will probably try to like drag you and her into this thing. But she's looking forward to a new like non Marvel season. I think it's funny that we're more there's more hype about what Fortnite is doing with this Marvel event than what Avengers is doing with any events. Oh god. I mean, does Avengers even have events? That's how like out of the loop I feel like I am with Avengers where there's... played it the first week, was done with it. Well, and, yeah, like, didn't they I know delay been... their last big yeah, event? They, they delayed Kate Bishop, so she is mm-hmm. coming December, I think. Yeah, December eighth. Uh, yeah, but like Avengers should be the game where it's like, hey, Galactus is coming. And I'd be like, oh shit, we're going to get to play as, you know, Captain America against Galactus. But instead of like, no, I'm going to shoot Galactus with my gun in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I, when Avengers was on the verge of, <laughs> of coming out, uh, I remember being like, in my mind, being like, who, I wonder if Avengers is going to distract from Fortnite a bit with all the Marvel stuff going on. And it's been, for me, it's been the exact opposite yep. of. Yeah, dude, if I want my Marvel fix right now, I'm going to Fortnite because playing Fortnite over the last few weeks, I so I have the Thor skin and I have it with uh Thor's hammer. And so like when you're diving out of the the the, <laughs> Thor skin. the bus or whatever, uh Thor skin. We made the same <laughs> joke last night when we were playing. I we couldn't we couldn't stop laughing whenever I would say Thor, uh, Thor skin. Uh I mean, some people have to get their Thor skin removed. God, but that's because they want to change like the Tony Stark skin, so it makes sense. <laughs> uh, when you jump out of the battle bus or whatever, right? Like, and you're diving through, you then have your Thor's hammer. So instead of the glider, you you have the animation of Thor being guided with Mjolnir, and it's the coolest thing ever. It's the coolest feeling feeling ever, and I felt way more like Thor in in that moment than I feel like I felt in Marvel's Avengers, which again, like, was fun, but. Fortnite is kind of is where it's at for that stuff. I will one up you on that. I got the mm-hmm. She Hulk skin, and there you have to do a certain number of quests to do, or a certain quests to like Hulk out. So what I do is I, you know, I do the Jennifer Walters thing, and then when somebody in my squad dies, then I Hulk out. It has no gameplay changes at all. It's just fun for me. That's awesome. My favorite Wait, like is out of anger. What... Yeah, basically out of anger. That's dope. I like that. <laughs> my my favorite is when a random uh npc will come through and just confuses everybody like i I feel like every other match wolverine will pop up and it's like oh is that somebody's wolverine skin and then like you start fighting him and it's like oh no wolverine's pissed off we gotta fight this dude now and it's like that's awesome iron man's a bitch in comparison wolverine is tough as shit tough wolverine is tough and like he does not play around there's also something wrong with his ai a bunch of times he's just kind of walking into like a bush but like yeah he's like he's and it's just like oh my god that's so terrifying like you see wolverine and like there have been multiple times where i'm like what's that in the distance is that a zombie because like it looks like a character is is just like slowly just walking in the distance and then he turns and you're like oh no that's wolverine oh no he's running right right toward me with those claws uh very fun times love that game fortnite's fun 
I'm I'm hyped for the Galactus thing. I might I might I might tune into the call so I can talk to you guys. Yeah, you will, my dude. Yeah, you will. That sounds like a good time. Uh, but speaking of good times, you know what's a good time? Subscribing to Patreon.com. So it's kind of funny games and becoming a Patreon producer, just like Blackjack did. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Upstart, DoorDash, and Hymns. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, which is a question I want to pose to you, Imran. Mm-hmm. Both because it's a slow news day, but then also because I figured it'd be an interesting conversation. What is the future of VR? I asked this because as I was doing the, the the search for news today, this morning, I came across this article by Marie D'Alessandria of GamesIndustry.biz, uh, who wrote an article called VR Spending uh, is to Pass $1 Billion in 2020. The article goes like this. A total of 6.4 million VR headsets we sold in 2020, with the VR market reaching $1.1 billion in content spending this year. According to the latest research by market, mar- market analyst firm Omdia, VR content revenue will reach $4 billion in 2025, 90% of which will be from games by then. The combined hardware and software value of VR will be worth $10 billion in 2025, growing from $3.2 billion in 2020. The report... The, the report highlighted an increased growth of VR in 2020 due to COVID-19 lockdowns. However, it pointed out that this growth was also limited by, quote, manufacturing challenges in the first half of 2020 and the November launch of next-gen game consoles diverting gamers', gamers attention and budget, end quote. The household penetration of VR by the end of the year will be 1.2% across 32 countries on the analyzed this number will rise to 3% in 2025, showing that there's still a long way to go before VR is massively adopted. The launch of standalone headsets such as Oculus Quest have broadened the appeal of VR, though, the research so- showed. Out of the 6.4 million headsets sold this year, 3.3 million were standalone. Omdia estimated that 1.2 million units of Quest devices will be sold by the end of 2020, rising to 5.6 million units in 2025. Imran, how do you react to these numbers? And for you, what is the future of VR? So, like, these numbers are good. VR is growing, but it's still a, I guess the term to use would be it's a popular niche. It is, like, 5 million a year is great for most things that are not, you know, the mainstream video game uh, platforms. But it's not, it is not at the point yet where you're like, I can put a business around this. Or, you know, I can... I, I, it makes sense to do this and not console games, I guess. And th- that's always going to be what's going to limit VR is that when you're mi- designing games, you have to decide is this going to be just a VR game or is it going to be on a flat screen as well? Then you're inherently limiting what that VR thing can do. And that will hold it back until it becomes a thing that is competitive, which I don't know that it's ever going to be a thing. Like, I don't know that it's ever going to be like competitive consoles. And I'm not sure it ever really needs to be, but mm-hmm. needs and should are you know not the same thing here i i definitely think there is a space for vr to consistently grow but it is always there's always going to be something that keeps it from being the main thing there's never mm-hmm. going to be a sea change where vr is the only way to play a video game not that i think anybody actually even wants that to be this, the case but th- this article talks about the quest becoming a bigger thing uh Yes, the quest is growing. 
I also suspect that's why Facebook decided to, you know, put as many strings on the Quest 2 that they did. That now is the time that you do actually integrate with Facebook and all that when people are, like, going to grouse about it, but it's not big enough to actually, like, piss everybody off. Mm -hmm. So I I think I see this article's point. I think I see where uh, the VR is going to be a, a bigger thing in the future. It's also at the point where Microsoft's not doing it. They they said they were going to do Oculus compatibility with the Xbox One X and decided not to. They haven't said anything about the Series X, and I don't think they ever will, unless like things change in the next five years. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Sony is uh, Sony's PSVR strategy right now is confusing as hell. Like they PSVR is only a PS4 thing to the point where like PS5 games should support PSVR. That is. It is utterly insane to me that they do not. That you have to download both the PS4 and PS5 versions of Hitman 3 to play the PSVR version of it. Yeah. Which is ridiculous because even the, there should. I understand it's a technical challenge. They should have figured it out for the PS5 and making that stuff work. And they should also be saying, hey, this is just. If they're going to do it that way, if they're going to like put a hard limit on how you do that, they should have uh, immediately said, yeah, we're working the PSVR too. We're looking, we're aiming for, I don't know, 2022. We yeah. don't want to rush it. That should have been their strategy. Not, hey, we're going to be real quiet about it. You don't know if it's going to be, if it's alive or dead, but you know, the yeah. VR thing probably. Like I, in a perfect world, I feel like at the very least at the PlayStation 5 reveal where we, where we get uh, details about the accessories, the cameras, all that stuff, right? It would be nice to be like, hey, by the way, you know, PS5 is coming out this fall, fall of 2020. But in the future, at an unnamed, you can even say at an unnamed date, PSVR 2 is coming. And it could be a thing of, right now, obviously, it's they're only focusing on PS5. They don't want to distract. And also, at the same time, they're probably still working on PSVR 2, trying to figure out what that is going to be and what that looks like and how mm-hmm. that's going to integrate with PS5. But to what you're saying, right, like, it kind of sucks that I have my PS5, and to make it work with PSVR, I have to get an adapter, and I have to, like, go go, I have to download the PS4 versions of games, right? Like, there's not uh ps5 native vr games and there are ps there are ps4 games that are updating to take advantage of the ps5 uh hardware like in the example of uh blood and truth where they talked about oh yeah you're gonna have better textures x y and z on ps5 as opposed to on ps4 like that stuff's cool but i feel like it is a weird workaround to be like oh yeah they can't just release i guess they don't have the ability right now to release a ps5 version of blood and truth and is that a weird thing? Or will that all make sense once PSVR 2 comes out? And it is a, okay, yeah, no, the, the new version of Blood and Truth, if there is a new, new version, it'll probably just be Blood and, Blood and Truth 2 by that time. Uh, but let's say if there is a new port of Blood, of Blood and Truth, that is then going to, with PSVR 2, like take all the advantages of the PS5 and also all the advantages of what the hardware looks like. But it is, we're, we're in such a weird place as far as VR hardware. With, with PlayStation specifically because of the things we just said, but then also I feel like Oculus, if you were to ask me what my favorite or what I think the best VR headset experience is, I probably would say, I probably would have said Oculus Quest uh, mm-hmm. based on it being cable-free, it being very easy to set up, it just working, and it being powerful enough, right? It being more powerful than these than the uh, like the Samsung Gear VR stuff, right? Like it being a legitimate legitimate VR headset where I can play Beat Saber, I can play uh, Thumper, I can play some of the coolest games available in VR, but like not have to worry about all, all the bullshit of actual like these actual high uh, I guess high tier in terms of power, right? Like these high tier VR headsets. Um, 
but then you bring in Facebook and Facebook's been kind of fucking that up in in terms of like reading stories about people people who either get their Facebook accounts deactivated or banned on Facebook uh, or whatever it may be and then that then breaking their headsets is terrifying is like a thing yeah. I do not want to deal with with that uh, let alone like having to link my Facebook account in order to in order to just play VR games like these all these boundaries that they're setting in place, all these obstacles that they're setting in place before people can act, can actually get their hands on playing a game in Oculus VR 2 uh, or um, Oculus Quest 2 is not making me confident in what that platform is and what the future of that platform is, which I think comes back to the question because you mentioned Microsoft not doing it. it. Is Microsoft not doing it going to be a thing that holds VR back, right? Like the fact that everybody's not in all the way. I imagine it it does if you're making a VR game it probably doesn't induce confidence that oh well I I want let's say I'm making a game that costs 20 million dollars and that game is going to require a an install base in my budget of uh 15 million people mm-hmm. at that point you have to make that game compatible on PSVR 1 a theoretical PSVR 2 Quest 1 Quest 2 rift and uh vive to actually stand a chance of being able to like for everybody to be able to play that game or as many people as like matters in your budget and as that number scales down or as like adoption isn't quite what you think it is or vr game sales around it are not big then you start having to scale that budget down and maybe at some point you go maybe this game shouldn't be vr so if microsoft did have their own headset then yeah that would Increase that number to make it more likely for people, especially because Microsoft would get around it and uh, probably put that or put a bunch of VR games on Game Pass and probably increase adoption and get people to not leave their VR thing in like on a nightstand or like next to the TV just collecting dust. But it also, I, I mentioned Game Pass integration. You also have to consider that there are technologies that are also currently burgeoning that are not VR compatible, like. You can't have xCloud VR. Like, theoretically, maybe you could, but it's going to be a really messy, sickening experience if you try. Yeah. Yeah, me and Greg had this conversation on PS Love You, which is available uh, right now. You can go check that out. Uh, And we talked all about seven years down the line what these consoles look like and what what, um, xCloud looks like and game streaming, and does that become more ubiquitous? And in a world where... The answer is yes, and game streaming becomes a way more normalized way to play games. Yeah, what does that do for VR, right? Especially for Xbox as a, as a platform, like for them, they're probably like, yeah, there's no reason to do VR because if we're able to do, if we're able to be, to be a success by getting the Xbox app on TVs and having an Xbox streaming stick and getting that into uh, a bunch of households, right? And like, that's not going to be compatible with VR at least anytime soon. Like, I I can't imagine the universe where people are game streaming. Uh, you know this thing that's stuck to your face and needs all the power power possible to work. Yeah. Um, and also, so that- it's, it conflicts with Microsoft's kind of technology, like their business ethos at this point, which is we want you play, logging in every day and playing a game, a new game, a different game, the same game, whatever. But as long as you do it consistently and you're paying a subscri- subscription cost, I don't. Maybe this is my own personal experience, but I don't know if people who play VR every day for several hours. I'm sure there are people. I'm sure there are people who like love that stuff. But by and large, I don't think it's a subscription model compatible thing, which I think is also why you don't spend a lot of time and resources trying to make it work on an Xbox. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. Like, I don't think I. I don't know. I don't think there's a really a, a big future for VR and Xbox within like the next 
seven years, right? I'm not, I don't think they're thinking on that level. I'm sure. I'm sure there are probably talks in probably ways where they're like, all right, if we can get somebody to be able to get their headset compatible with our system and offer games that way, sure. But it's probably not a priority in in any sense. Um, but I think that for me, that comes back to the question that I'll pose to you because we kind of got it into it a little bit. Like, what do you think is the end goal for VR? Or like, not even an end goal because I feel like that's that's so I guess future future looking. But like, what what does VR need to be in order for it to be? I guess a success, right? For it to be what it needs to be, if that makes sense. It needs to be powerful, comfortable, and cheap. And you, this is one of those like pick two kind of situations. You can do powerful and comfortable. You just can't like the Quest Two is a bit cheaper, or is decently cheaper than the Quest One, but it's not as comfortable. Like there are things that they take away from the Quest One to make the Quest Two as cheap as it needs to be. Uh, I think different companies have different goals with regards to these things. Facebook mm-hmm. really wants a show, a social space you put on your head and that is constantly monitoring you and everything they're doing and has all sorts of body metrics about you into your room that they can sell to advertisers. And that is their goal. I don't think that's Sony's goal with the PSVR too, or PSVR. I don't know what their end goal is besides this is just a vector for more game sales. I'm not sure they know what their end goal is at the moment. Yeah. And that's that might be what's like what we're waiting for for more information on PSVR too. I know Greg infamously thinks the thing is canceled so honestly who knows it unless we like it's not going to be possible for like the industry to get together and say here here's our goals for vr here's what the end game for vr is i think everyone's kind of going we have ideas about what makes us money and facebook is going to be different from sony which is going to be different from steam or valve and I don't know that they're ever going to find common ground on what those things are besides just the fact we would also like games to be played on this and they have different degrees of priority on that. Mm-hmm. I went to Twitter because I was curious about what people thought about VR just as a concept in general. And I, 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 I basically put out a tweet and I said, I'm doing research for KFTD today. Uh, and I asked, what is your interest in VR? And then I also asked, do you have a VR headset? Do you use it often? And do you want to get one at a certain point if you don't have one? And Imran, I got like over 500 replies to this thing. I was not expecting this many people. That- <laughs> to, I figured you to get like 30 at most i saw the tweet and i was like i should reply to this because i don't think blessings to get that much but like, oh no yeah, people people if you ask people questions on 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 twitter about their opinion they will show up trust me uh but yeah like uh going through some of these responses right like emmett Watkins jr responded and said in, in terms of uh his interest in in uh, uh psvr or not psvr in vr in general uh he says pretty minimal uh, when it's easier to not play VR games due to the setup, I really, I really end up playing them. It's cool when a game has a VR mode, but I'm never clamoring for it. Uh, and then, like regarding, do you have a VR headset, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? He says, I have just PSVR, and I use it maybe once every three months. Most of the games I want to play are 2D. So there you go. Uh, Joseph Noop of I, uh, I think he works at IGN. Yeah, he does uh, mm-hmm. weekend stuff at IGN. I think. Yeah. Uh, he responded and says, "I think VR has has legs given its applicability to other industries, but obviously we still have a long, long way to go before it becomes commercially viable. It could just it could just as easily sink without massive companies blowing money on it. I still have my original Oculus Rift, which works well enough with current stuff like Half Life Alex. It's been sitting in a box for a while though, thanks to a tiny apartment." Uh, Jeffy Grub Grub responded and says, uh, VR equals Segway scooters. They were both hyped up as the future that would change everything. Uh, they both ended up uh, primarily getting used as enterprise tools, which I think is a very, very interesting take. Uh, Pixel Brave responds and says, I'm interested in PSVR. I know there are better headsets out there, but I don't have a PC, so those aren't really options. 
I don't own one, but if I if I were financially able to in the future, then yeah, I totally get one. I totally try to get one someday. Uh, and then I'm going to read one more from Gene Park over at Washington Post, who responded and said, I'm always interested in VR game concepts and mostly what they're doing to attract anyone who isn't interested. I do have one, but I, I rarely use it, maybe once or twice a year. As good as a game can be, I do not want to wear a thing on my head to play games. And I think it, I think a lot of these responses have a lot in common as far as people being either mildly interested or just not interested at all but then also people who, who have them being like yeah i play every now and then and yeah. for what vr is right now like i think that's fine i don't think i don't think any of these companies were expecting people to be on vr daily at this point right because like investors the were the companies were think so the the investors were almost certainly expecting like vr to be the next big thing and so mm -hmm. a lot of money like all the budget that's been pulled out of vr games in the last five years or maybe less than that has been because they thought it was going to be like a revolution in technology that was going to like change everything and it wasn't quite that it was you know like like jeffrey grubgum said it was insanely hyped up but didn't like it was a cool new experience that didn't really you know break the mold in any way mm. or make a new mold i guess but it's i think a lot of money was pulled out from that and like if it succeeded in the way everyone thought then everyone would be doing vr right now but it's mm. not and that the money is always going to be the limiting factor in these sort of things yeah I mean, as far as like my to like wrap up this conversation uh, because it's going long, but to like as far as my hope for where VR goes, because like I like VR. I think VR is fun when there when there's good software for it. Like some of my favorite games from a couple years ago were games like Beat Saber and Trover Saves the Universe and uh, uh, Tetris Effect in VR and Astro Bot. Like I can I can make a full list of fantastic VR games, and I hope VR doesn't go anywhere. Um, but like. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if this upward trend that we're seeing detailed in this in this article continues in a way that becomes any sort of significant, or if it is just a, hey, yeah, man, like this is kind of where VR is going to live, like that the the three percent of households, which it's a, a good number, I think, but I think probably they want it be, to be way bigger. My VR concern is that when VR, what got me into VR is like I need to buy a headset for this was Beat Saber. And what mm. keeps me in VR is still just Beat Saber. Beat Saber. Like, they've <laughs> yeah. not done any, like, maybe it's just a me thing, but I've not found a game that's been as good as Beat Saber. And maybe that just speaks to VR too, of like, this is the experience for it. This is the ideal VR experience. We've already cracked the code. What do we do next? Hey, do you have any interest in like Squadron? Uh, Star, Star Wars, Wars Squadron? Yeah, Star Wars Squadron. Uh, I was, I, I played it once and it made me real sick. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. that maybe like i spun it i spun my tie fighter around i was like oh shit i shouldn't have done that and like that was it i was like i'm done did you ever play the uh ace combat seven no well wait yes i did at a an event preview event did that make you sick uh, at all no but i was like i had been playing the game on flat screen for like an hour before i put it on the headset so you're missing prepared i get it I, I, was, I was prepared and then i like i was sitting down in like one of their like expensive ass chairs and they gave me like a nice little controller it felt nice but i was only in there for like 20 minutes i did one mission if you want to try you a never... squadrons on one of those expensive chairs i'll hook you up you never know when sickness is going to hit you with vr because like for me it is i, I got the uh, like a couple years ago i saw i got sick maybe twice playing vr and the first time was uh just in a random astrobot level where they would they uh would slowly like elevate your height in the level yeah. 
And like that was the thing that got me. And I was like, oh man, I was not expecting yeah. to feel this way. And then the other was just like a random time playing Beat Saber. And like I'd played Beat Saber a bunch. And then it was Wait, just like Beat one Saber? random session that fucked me up. Yeah. That's wild. It was just one random you're session. Stationary. That me up. And I, yeah. And I think I think it was probably more so me being tired and maybe hungry going into it rather sure. than like the game itself. You're like I think it was just the state out. I get it. Yeah, exactly. My immune system was, was, was not ready for it. Story number two, we got a big couple of console updates. I'm going to start with Xbox. Uh, this is from Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft is starting to roll out the November update for the Xbox Series X, Series S, and Xbox One consoles today. The software update is the first dashboard update for Microsoft's next-gen consoles, and it includes more dynamic backgrounds that are exclusive to the Xbox Series X and Series S. The update adds six new dynamic background designs, including ones that are clear nods to older Xbox consoles. Each can be selected from the settings panel for the Xbox dashboard, and Microsoft says it's working on additional styles, colors, and designs for future console updates. Alongside the updated di- dynamic backgrounds, the Xbox Series X and S are getting a new tag that lets you then know when a game is using auto HDR. You'll see the tag appear when you open the Xbox guide during a game, and it appears similarly to how Quick Resume pops up uh, in the top right-hand corner. Microsoft hasn't mentioned whether performance or stability improvements have been added with the, uh, with the November update, nor whether Quick Resume has seen improvements. Quick Resume hasn't been working correctly with a wide range of titles since the launch of the Xbox Series X and Series S, and Microsoft blamed a bug it said it was working to fix. Uh, this is exciting stuff. I'm still bummed yeah. out about Quick Resume being somewhat unreliable, but everything else here sounds awesome. Like it's cool that they're adding the HDR tag and, and uh, the dynamic backgrounds. I've been seeing a few clips of those floating around on social media, and they look pretty sweet. So I'm all about that. Yeah, I I don't know what I would add or change to the Microsoft the Xbox OS at this point. Like for better or worse, it is what it is. It is a mm-hmm. a the OS they've been using for a couple of years. It's tight and fast and as it hopefully they fix that quick resume bug first or soon at this point just add the like add a what's the word i'm looking for not game backwards compatibility games that's the only thing i'm really looking for is like go back and add 360 games add a xbox original games i don't think unless they plan to start copying things like uh activities and stuff like that then it's 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 solved. Like they, they, did they it. have, they have the <laughs> they OS the they need. Yeah. It's like, it's like building a better cardboard box at this point. You've, you've built the cardboard box just now, you know, make sure it's sturdy. Like don't yeah. let it slow down and don't let it be shitty. Don't I, fuck it up. Yeah. Like I would like to remove the ads, but they're never going to do that. So, you know, just at this point, do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make, I don't need new dynamic things. I'd already don't look at the dynamic thing already. So. Yeah, I like where I like where the UI uh, is at now, and I don't use my Xbox enough to really like get into the nitty gritty of like, oh, this sucks, man. I wish this is, this would be better, or I wish like X, Y, and Z in the way that for me playing my PlayStation Five every day, I, I every day I notice a new thing where I'm like, I wish this thing was slightly better. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I, I as far as like these updates, right? Like again, it, it, they all feel additive in a way where I'm like, cool, I get it. Like just give me something that tells me which games are in quick resume and which games can support quick resume. And like, we'll be good. We'll be gold. I'm annoyed. That's not everything. Like it mm-hmm. should be every Xbox series X game should support quick. It should be X, every Xbox one game too, but I understand, you know, there, that wasn't decided then, but yeah, it, it is annoying to me when it's not available. And like, they don't tell me that like, 
I don't know if that's a bug or it's just, if it's on the developer. I feel like what. it has to be like some sort of bug or something. Like it feels like something must have went wrong toward like uh, when re- review console started to get out, get out and like people started to be like, oh yeah, th- there's this thing wrong with this game when it's in quick resume. I'm sure there's something that made them go, okay, maybe not every game can support this in the way that we expected it to. And maybe we, we got to like figure it out behind the scenes. Because I'm, I'm shocked that they don't have something that, tells you directly like where when and when when and where quick resume is is working this is that an feels issue like i have a, like a go for it i this issue i have with the ps5 too is that when you're switching games on the ps4 or yeah and the ps4 said hey you're gonna close that other game if you do this i feel like i i know mentally if i have a game in the background but sometimes i'm not gonna Sometimes I've been watching Netflix for two days and then I go back to like a game. It's like, hey, you're going to close this instance of Spider-Man you have open if you do that. It doesn't do that on PS5. It should do the same thing on the Xbox Series X of like, hey, if you quit off this game, you can't resume. This does not support quick resume. That should be like a perfectly reasonable thing, like a little message to pop up when yeah. you're quitting a game. I don't mind hitting the A button one extra time. That's not a big deal. Yeah, especially when you're like going to close reward. something. That might yeah. mean something to you. Like if I'm yeah. in the middle of a quest in in I don't know, Demon Souls or something. Like let me know. Um but I, that does kind of feed into my theory that I think Quick Resume is coming to PlayStation 5 sooner than later because why would you just take out that random functionality? Yeah, I unless you're doing something with it, which would be Quick Resume. There's a lot of question marks on the PS5 UI and the Xbox Series X UI is just a lot of ellipses. So I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Do what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see where the PS5 UI goes because right now, like I, I have all these little nitpicks with it and I look at the, I look at the activity cards and I'm like, all right, I, I, I don't really use these. And like, I, like they aren't really in an order that I really like, I, 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 I um, uh, they're not, they're not in the order that I prefer here. And like, yeah. I wouldn't use X, Y, and Z, but like in in year in a few years when they refine all that stuff and they take in feedback and figure that figure it out i can see cards being dope as fuck like i can see myself loving how the cards pan out those are the two paths right it's either like they've refined it and perfected it or nobody uses it anymore because it's extra work they didn't want to do yeah we shall see see. uh xbox isn't alone in their console updates though we got an update for nintendo switch this is petrana radulikov or no Radulovic uh, at Polygon. A Nintendo Switch update rolled out on November 30th with some small changes. But most importantly, Switch owners can now transfer screenshots wirelessly via their smart devices. Previously, sharing screenshots on the Switch meant removing the memory stick or uploading images on Twitter or Facebook. Additionally, users can use a USB cable to transfer screenshots to a computer. The software update also included 12 new user icons, a trending a trending feature that displays what your friends are playing, and the addition of Nintendo Switch Online to the home homepage menu. Brazilian Portuguese was also added as a language. Nintendo also rolled out a new feature that automatically downloads backed up save data, which was added to the save data cloud, as well as the ability to, to name preset button mapping. The full change log is available on Nintendo's website. Imran, have you gotten the chance to open up the Switch and update that thing yet? I have not. Uh, this does not seem like a particularly exciting update, so I've not been... Like, it's cool they had new features. What? Great. Uh, but this has been the first year that they have not... Since NSO... Well, I guess it's only been two years at this point. But since Nintendo Switch Online went live, last year they added a new console. They added the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. This year they did nothing. So Hey, man. Super Mario 35. <laughs> that's, that's, that's equal to NES Online. And next year, their thing is going to be removing Super Mario 35. So, yeah. like, they sh- 
it's December. I wish they would have done more with this thing. Who knows? Maybe today they just like drop something random. Like, but this is not as exciting as like adding a new console to the virtual console. They also should have like maybe integrated this a little bit better. Like, I understand it makes sense that you make the switch create an internal Wi-Fi, then you connect to that Wi-Fi, then you like make a new code to like stuff get stuff onto your phone. But mm-hmm. it is clunky in a way that's like, why doesn't some? Why isn't there just an easier way to do this? It's this. It is the most bare bones way to do it, and it's a way that works. It'll outlive the Switch Online app. It'll outlive a bunch of things. It'll outlive the servers. But it's still like, you couldn't have thought of like a nicer way to do this or something. I don't yeah. know. Like it. It is Nintendo in every way of hey, it works. But hmm, I don't know. That's the thing is like it's it's Nintendo and so when I saw the way in which they're going about the screenshot stuff and like transferring them to your smartphone I was like cool I guess whatever man like the, the I wish everybody would do it the way Xbox does it where whenever you take a screenshot it will just upload to the cloud and then you can yes. go on your Xbox app on your phone and it's there and you can download captures whether they're video or or uh, photos like that is the cleanest smoothest way you can do that possible and Xbox figured that out uh and you know i get nintendo being like oh that would require us to have this whole infrastructure uh, that we make in the cloud and all that <laughs> stuff and i understand nintendo being like fuck that we know mario and zelda and that's it i i uh, like that your nintendo voice is paul giamatti yeah i don't know man <laughs> i like nintendo is just like the old man that doesn't know how technology works to me and so that's 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 the voice so that that save data sync thing that to me implies they're setting up for a new like a revision or something that is primarily home-based because like one Mm. of the things i I thought was weird about the switch and switch Lite is that there's this no like move there should have been an auto thing of like hey i've docked this i'm or i am home my switch Lite is connected to the wi-fi network upload all my saves back to my because i'm going to go back to my home console when i'm home that there's that this could be like hey we're just going to do that automatically now only really makes sense if you have like a non-portable switch and a portable switch at the same time. Because that would be I, fascinating. I don't if see the Switch Pro. Thing. If the Switch Pro is just a a uh, home console, and like yeah. that would be a fa- that'd be a really interesting like move for Nintendo uh, in order to like get that power, but then also keep everything in the same ecosystem and in. Because uh, if you remember, like the hmm. the Bloomberg reporting, I think it was Bloomberg was like, hey this thing might have 4k support i doubt it means native 4k but either case there is no point to having that undocked or having a screen that max out at 720p because a a 4k screen is going to be ridiculous and not not a thing they do for a new switch there would be no point in doing all that stuff so if those rumors are true then things are starting to line up in a way that makes makes a lot of sense we're going to start seeing more stuff that makes a lot of sense. I don't know how I feel about that. Part of me is excited about that because that means Zelda 2 or whatever, right, can take advantage of the more powerful system and you do have an, a legitimate PS, or play, PS4 to PS4 Pro situation where it is, oh yeah, I'm coming home and I'm playing on my TV and playing in 4K and all this stuff and it is beautiful and it's awesome and then I can switch my Switch whenever I want with the cloud saves. Like that, that is ideal, I guess, but at the same time, I feel like it also destroys the point of the Switch unless you have both. Have you been playing Age of Calamity at all? I only booted it up once and played for like an hour and a half. Okay, so that game doesn't run well. Like, at no. all. It, 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 it goes down to really low frame rates in a way that, like, 
I am shocked Nintendo is accepting of that unless there's a reason at some point that it's not going to run at low frame rates. Because that thing is unlocked frame rate. I imagine there's a situation where a Switch Pro comes out and that game runs better. I like where your head's at, Imran. Let's keep let's let's keep this theory. I want to place it on the theory board. I'm placing <laughs> it there for us to come back to you in 2021 when it comes true. We got to do 2021 predictions it. at some point, so we'll see. Hey, we'll see. Uh, story number three: Could Travis Scott be making a video game? This is from Aaliyah Woods at Double XL. Travis Scott is easily becoming a jack of all trades, following rumors of a new venture that could potentially be in the works. Travis, who has undoubtedly been on fire this year despite un- despite an unprecedented global pandemic, recently spoke with Forbes magazine, and it looks like his partner with PlayStation entails more than his more than his title as a strategic creative partner. He might be releasing his very own game with the company. Travis maintained an air of mystery when speaking uh, of the collaboration with the gaming company. Quote, it's all going to roll out in the next next couple of weeks, he said in the article, which was published on Monday, November 30th. That's yesterday. However, a source said that the Houston rapper inked a multi, multi-year deal with PlayStation that, quote, could involve a co-branded console and perhaps even a game designed by Scott, end quote. And get this, Travis Scott's uh, estimated earnings for this deal are $20 million or more. Back in October, PlayStation announced that Scott joined their team to not only contribute creatively, but to also, quote, produce innovative projects in conjunction with PlayStation and his Cactus Jack brand. This is a fun one. (laughs) I don't think Travis Scott's going to make a video game, but if he did, I would wholeheartedly support it because that sounds amazing. A Travis Scott that, video game. The last generation Sony went in all in on Kojima. They were like, they made the videos, they had the big thing. And this generation is Travis Scott. Just put them together. Just let Tra- it, Travis Scott oh and Kojima God. make a video game. <laughs> and I know Kojima would be all about it. Kojima seems like the type of dude who's down with that sort of weird kind of creative dynamic between him and Travis Scott. Ko- Kojima would I'm go, hey, that. are you famous? Cool. Let's go do a thing. Like, that's all he needs. What I want is Bluepoint to work on a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. Kojima to be heading that up with Bluepoint, and Travis Scott does a cover of the Snake Eater song for when you're climbing the ladder. He sings it in autotune. What the rumor now wasn't three, right? It's one that Bluepoint is. Yeah, I think the doing. rumor is actually one. Yeah, I would prefer three, though. I would prefer three as well, but yeah. I mean, but I'm down with one because one is probably the, the most the most in need of a remake. Even though you do have Twin Snakes, but. That's the problem with one, though, is like if you change the gameplay at all, then it breaks completely (laughs) because like Twin Snakes did that. Like they added that first person mode. It's like, oh, well, you can just shoot Ocelot in the face and there's like no downside here. But I hmm, if they do remake one and hell, put Travis Scott in it. Like, I don't know what you would change beyond just the graphics. It does not make people mad. Or maybe you just go like, fuck it. Don't make people mad if you want. Who cares? Yeah. Like, I mean, me and Greg had this conversation recently, I feel like. And I think what we might have came down on was like, it'd be cool to see if Bluepoint could work on or maybe some studio, maybe not even Bluepoint, but like any any PlayStation studio work on a new Metal Gear Solid with the blessing of Kojima. Kojima doesn't actually have to be working on it. If Kojima yeah. can just be like, hey, you know, these guys, I've seen their work. They're doing a good job. I give them my blessing. They're doing all this stuff. X, Y, Z. Right. And it is, I guess, for me, what I'm thinking in the moment right now, like, and this is based off of me playing Metal Gear Solid Five and desperately being heartbroken that there wasn't uh, uh, a Chapter Three, right? Like, it'd be great to get a Metal Gear remake that is bridging the gap between Metal Gear Solid Five and Metal Gear Solid. Like, I think that would be the perfect way to wrap things up. And part of me would want Kojima on that, but I get that he's probably like, "Fuck that! I never want to work on this franchise again." 
Oh, that would be so cool if like you played most of that game as Venom. Like the first half of that game is Venom Snake, and then like you hear the explosions outside the door, and then it just switches to Snake. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh the, my god. Mm, now I'm gonna. I'm it. so mad. This isn't. This doesn't exist. Yeah. Speaking of things I want, I want more current consoles to play PS2 games. <laughs> Story number five. Uh, this is another fun one. The Xbox Series X can apparently run PS2 games. This is from Luke Plunkett at Kotaku. Uh, what a world we live in when Microsoft's next-gen console has better PlayStation backwards compatibility than the PlayStation 5. Both the Xbox Series S and X have a developer mode users can activate, which can let you run UWP apps. That's an application designed to be able to run not just Windows, not just in Windows 10, but Xbox and Windows 10 mobile as well. That includes RetroArch, a famous front end for various emulators, which means that the minimum of fuss anyone, or that mean, which means that with a minimum of fuss, anyone with any, anyone with one of Microsoft's new consoles can kick back and play, say, a PlayStation 2 game or something from the GameCube library if you you prefer that instead. So there you go, another fun one. If you want to put in a little bit of effort, you can play some PS2 games. I on love this. Your Xbox like, Series X. I love the RetroArch stuff and like tinkering with emulators and like you know just adjusting things until they all work so i might actually try this but it's cool to i like making consoles play games with other consoles it is a weird little thing that i enjoy uh i make my wii i got my wii u to play gamecube games on the tablet which is surprisingly fun and i've been replaying like tales of symphonia over the last couple of months just on that thing that's awesome i do i i I, in college i remember like I kind of blew my own mind because I figured out it was like me first discovering emulation, all that stuff. And I was like, wait, I can play Mario Kart 64 on my laptop using an Xbox controller. Like, like once I put those pieces together, like legit, I remember being like, yo, this is the future. I couldn't imagine telling my my 10 year old self this that this is possible. Here's the thing, like it's all fun to do that stuff. But like once you do it, then it becomes like. All right, cool. Now I've said all this. I can now set, play Mario Kart with my Xbox controller. All right, I'm never gonna play this. Yeah, like, it's like I'm done. Like I yeah. spent, I spent a couple of weeks. I bought one of these, like a uh, what was it, like a Retroid Pocket or something. I forget what it's called. It was like a nice little handheld that like runs Android in the background and like you run RetroArch and all that. I spent weeks setting it up. I've not touched it since. And that's like that's fine. I got what I I enjoyed out of it. At some point, I'm gonna go back through. I'm gonna play Castlevania on it. And that's like that's all I really need from it. Dude, so this is a fun fact about me and my gaming history. Uh, my first time playing Zelda Ocarina of Time from front to back was via emulator on PC with mouse and keyboard in like 2000. It was like 2009, I want to say. Yeah. And like, I, that's how I played that entire game, mouse and keyboard. And it was a fantastic experience. Like, it was awesome. Um, but I think that's the only game that I can remember of that that size where I played from front to back via emulation. Like, I can't think of anyone else. I... I remember playing the. I remember renting Chrono Trigger as a kid, liking it, but then they were, the video store removed all the SNES games because it was like 1998. So I played it on an emulator on an old ass one gig of uh, hard drive space uh, compact Presario. And it barely ran SNES games, but it ran turn based games fine because who cares? And I remember getting like fairly good at using keyboard to play controller games. And I think that's maybe why I started. I play a lot of my PC games with keyboard and mouse these days. You gotta love it. Imran, I'm excited to see what cool things we're able to do with these different pieces of hardware in the future. <laughs> but 
the future is so far away. You know what else is far away? Me reading the out today before because before I get there, I want to tell you about our sponsors. Of course, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. There's a lot of economic chatter right now about the state of the market. Is it recovering? How long will it take? Have we seen the worst? But if you're struggling to pay off high interest credit card debt, you can't wait for those answers. You need to take action. Now, with Upstart, you can. There's, uh, there's actually something you can do today to help fight off high interest credit card debt. Upstart is the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000, so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 500,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. We're also brought to you by DoorDash. Uh, between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep the communities they operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order, $15 or more, when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES. That's $5 off your delivery and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES. Don't forget, that's code GAMES for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Lastly, we're brought to you by Hims. Forhims.com is all about men's wellness. We all know the story. Andy and Nick wanted to maintain their own wellness, so they looked to Hims for help keeping their hair full and healthy. We can confirm they've been loving it ever since. Through Hims, you can get the prescription medication that treats erectile dysfunction. Real science, real solutions. This could cost you hundreds of bucks if you had to go through a doctor or pharmacy. Not so with Hims. Hims makes it simple and affordable. No embarrassing conversations, no expensive appointments. Just answer a few questions online about your medical history and a provider will confidentially review. If approved, your, medic your medication is shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging and shipping is free. No more searching for online or no more searching online for answers to questions about erectile dysfunction or sexual wellness. Just go to your Hims account and ask a medical professional you can trust. Try Hims today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash kind of funny games. Or no, actually, let me say that again. Go to forhims.com slash funny games for your free visit. That's forhims.com slash funny games. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash funny games. Prescription products, 
are subject to medical provider approval and require an online consultation with a medical provider who will determine if prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. Remember, that's forhims.com slash funny games. Imran, mm-hmm. very excited to see when we can emulate the PS5 on the Microsoft <laughs> Windows 2050 platform. But 2050 is so far away, and we'll probably be able to do that way earlier. Uh, if I wanted to come out, if I wanted to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games that we should host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got Kronos Before the Ashes for Xbox, PC, and PlayStation, Empire of Sin for Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and Switch, Twin Mirror for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, The Wonderful 101 Demo is now available on Switch, Dead by Daylight, A Binding of Kin is out today on Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Stadia, Steam, Windows Store, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X slash S, Frostpoint VR Proving Grounds is available today on Steam. And then Valhalla, that is VA11 Hall A, on, uh, is on Xbox Game Pass for PC today. Uh, and then Red Dead Online is now available to purchase as a standalone game from PlayStation Store, Microsoft Store, Rockstar Games Launcher, Epic Game Store, and Steam with PS4 and Xbox One versions playable via backwards compatibility on PS5 or Xbox Series X slash S. Also in Red Dead Online, a new action adventure await across Red Dead Online's frontier as the prestigious Bounty Hunter license is now available for all Bounty Hunters to pick up, alongside new vigilantes to pursue and the latest Outlaw Pass, featuring a swath of new new unlockable content and rewards, uh, plus new horses, gameplay improvements, bonuses, and discounts available to all players. Again, every time I read one of these Red Dead Online updates, I'm like, what the fuck is going on in that game? And I love that you can buy new horses. I want to know, because like, because when I think of Red Dead Online, right, I think of my time in GTA Online, and I think it makes sense, right? Like buying all these different cars, customizing them, doing all this different shit. When I read "Buy New Horses," I immediately thought about taking that horse into the customization garage <laughs> and, like, like, and, and like equipping it. nitro Wait, boosters. Can, and can shit. you? You can, but like you cut their hair, get a different saddle for them. You're exactly right. Yeah, no. you know what I mean. What, so what, like, there. Blessing just, wants. What he wants neon lights. I get it. I'm with it. Yeah, no, I want, like, I want, like, I want, like, a custom you want, horn. You want you know, the when you honk your horn, I want, it to, I want it to play Beethoven. Oh, I thought you meant, like, a Carter. unicorn horn. <laughs> no, but I mean, maybe, maybe, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, new days for you. Uh, Cultist Simulator Initiate Edition comes to Nintendo Switch on February 2nd, 2021. King Arthur Knight's Tale comes to Steam Early Access on January 12th, 2021. And then coming soon to Game Pass, we have a whole slate of games. Uh, games like Control coming December 3rd on Android and console. Doom Eternal coming December 3rd on PC. In fact, before I even read all these, uh, these next year are coming on December 3rd. Uh, Haven, Rage 2, Slime Rancher, Valhalla, uh, Yes, Your Grace, and then uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of an Elusive Age is coming. Uh, a definitive edition is coming December 4th. Call of the Sea is coming December 8th. Uh, Monster Sanctuary is coming December 8th. Uh, Starbound is coming December 8th. Until the End is coming December 9th. Assetto Corsa is coming December 10th. Gang Beast, December 10th. Greedfall, December 10th. Super Hot, Mind Control Delete, December 10th. And then Ukulele and the Impossible Lair is coming to Android console and PC December 10th. There's a lot then, of high cards in that hand. Like that that's yeah. a number of really good games and also Rage 2. Damn, just out of nowhere, just the the haymaker to rage too. That game is nothing. It like 
it's it's not bad it's just nothing like i don't know i i have some thoughts about rage 2 if we want to get into it at some point i always wanted to try out that game but i never got around to it because i saw the, the review it and is I was like, it looks cool though it looks the colorful. trailers and commercials are so misleading it is not that it is a very brown not particularly personality driven uh fps damn go off and run i respect i respect you when you when you when you come I, out with the fire against these games, Tech MF in the chat says Rage Two is a clip-on tie. That is perfect. That is a perfect answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now it's time to squat up. Ryan Frosty Gillian wrote in with a squat up on PS Five and says, "Hey, dot dot dot. I'm a nice guy. If you want to play with Ryan Frosty Gillian, who's who's apparently a nice guy, you can add them on PlayStation with the username Rygill47. That is R Y G I L four seven." They're a nice guy. What are they playing? I, I have no him. idea. But whatever it is, yeah. they're playing it on PS5. I just don't trust. What was that, Kevin? I said I just don't he's trust a nice guy. He's but a it nice makes guy. me. It makes like, me like, want to like play with him. Though. He's a nice guy, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but like you know, like if somebody says they're a nice guy, like what? I mean, what? What? Why would I not believe him? Yeah, her? why would they lie? Then, right. You know. Uh, now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you wrong rewrite and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Hmm. Okay, we got to that. It's not a you're wrong. <laughs> I should clarify. I should make sure that this isn't misleading. And so I'm gonna open a new tab with that one. Google it, man. Google it because I don't want to mislead these kids. Uh, Imran, do you think if I told you I just made a list of all the things that I have, all the the. Uh... Little challenges that I have still available. On this is Fortnite. Would you believe me? Uh-huh. I would easily believe you. Yes, I most certainly did. <laughs> okay, I know people who do that, and like I kind of keep a mental list and then forget about them when I actually start playing. Yep. Now I have a physical list that I can look down at. <laughs> I just not got to knock out a couple more things. I'm gonna get Tony Stark. As long as you're not that guy who abandons their squad to go do some of those things. Okay, here's the thing. I, like, tell them, and here's, here's the thing. They don't seem to care because I'm really bad at the game. Okay. Yeah, no, that's then fine. Then I usually like, come back with a helicopter, save the fucking day. I've done that, like, three times. Or a boat. Yeah, you've done that you once. You're the wild card. You don't play with once. me all the time, bless. You are playing last night. Oh, shit, do I really have less than an hour to unlock Tony? Yeah, you better do that quick. Uh, somebody says, Miss News, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor servers, or Shadow of, oh yeah, yeah, Shadow of Mordor servers will be shut down at the end of the year. This will make three achievements slash trophies unobtainable. And so if you want to get that plat for Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, get on that. And I will say, you should go for the plat. It's an easy plat. It's a fun game. You should do it. Um, That's dumb. They yeah, I don't like that. They shouldn't tie, sir, anything that can be shut down should not have a trophy attached to it. 100 percent Unless it's like a, a totally multiplayer game, maybe. But a single player game, no. That's that's dumb. Uh Ignacio Rojas says Imran was thinking of the new Retroid Pocket 2. That is it. Yes, that thing is cool. It's a it's an extremely nice screen. I really like that screen. Monte Zuma uh says, or Montez Zuma says, uh Siege Next Gen released today. So there you go. And then uh one more. I got a couple of people here saying that Quick Resume is working a lot better. Uh, Darth says Quick Resume works for Valhalla and almost all games now after the the latest Xbox Insider update. Yeah. And so there you go. Uh, I still wish they would tell us which games are in Quick Resume. And it like, just is a little button, like a little thing alongside the auto HDR. Yeah, a warning. Like, yeah. 
but that's awesome that it seems like they're they they fixed the games that weren't working uh tomorrow's hosts for kind of funny games daily are greg and gary witta if you're watching this live on twitch after this we have uh we have cool friends with ryan Clements, so stick around for that of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday every each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily <laughs>